Hello everyone and welcome to the CMO Stories podcast, episode 3 from season 2. I am still at the Web Summit and today I'm joined by Kristin. Hi Kristin, how are you doing? Hi Yuri, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. And also, you know, you, you are one of the guests that really pronounced my name in the right way. <laughs> That's a great question. I'm glad. I will try to pronounce your name in the right way. Christine Gunter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are the co-founder and the CMO of Biomes. Exactly. Exactly. So for our listeners, Christine, tell us a bit what is Biomes and what are you doing at Biomes? Yeah, thanks a lot for the opportunity of talking about Biomes because we really love what we are doing. So we are here at Web Summit, which is a digital conference, but we are actually healthcare. So what does healthcare have to do with digitization? If you ask me, everything. We are DNA specialists and we founded the company five years ago because 10 years ago, our CEO, Dr. Paul Hammer, got to know that magical technology that can transform biological DNA into digital DNA. And if you are able to recode it, to read it and decode it, you learn everything you need to know to stay healthy. So we made a product upon that technology because we really want to take the most exciting technologies out from closed laboratories and make it accessible for everyone. Whoa, that sounds exciting. It is so exciting. (laughs) So... Yeah, all these, these evolutions in the digital world and then how traditional like mm-hmm. stuff can, can be in the digital world. Um, I guess, you know, building a company like that and growing, there are a lot of challenges that you have oh met God, along yes. the way. <laughs> can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, sure. We've had quite a challenging path. I mean, the idea is the most important, right? And we really believe in what we're doing. So our mission is really to, as I said, make healthcare and technologies accessible for everyone. Yeah. So five years ago, we launched Europe's first gut microbiome DNA analysis. And before I talk about the challenges, I, I would like to touch yeah, base on course. that. Um, so that everyone understands we are currently not doing human DNA, but we are doing something way more interesting, which is your second genome, analyzing your second genome. Did you know that you have two genomes? No. <laughs> no. So you probably know the ones from your mom and dad, right? Yeah, you know, right. that defines yeah, your yeah. eye color. Yeah, yeah. It also defines your genetic predisposition to develop certain diseases. And then as you're sitting here with me, you're actually more bacterium than you are human. You are a tra- transporter for bacteria. And you have billions of those little bugs in and out of your body. And the majority of them lives in your intestines and they also have DNA. And when we decode their DNA, so that's your second genome, your microbiome, we can tell you so much about your health, about what bacteria are beneficial, what are harmful, and what you can eat to get better. And that's like amazing. And you could ask, so if you launch that test and it's so interesting, why doesn't everyone buy it? (laughs) So the company we founded and the technology we're using is quite cost. I'm lacking that word. What is the word that you're efficient, Um, effective? Cost-intensive. Cost-intensive. Cost-intensive, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I start that one again. You you just do the phrase again from that. Yeah, okay. So as we are biotech and the technology we're using, we obviously need extremely expensive machines. So we found it a very 
cost intense company. And founding in Germany with very conventional investors, I would say it's not so easy to get all that marketing budget that I would need to promote that amazing product. Wow, so yeah. I'm coming from a marketing perspective. I was head of media at Air Berlin, the airline before. I was I started my career in a media agency, and I know that you need some money to promote <laughs> right. your product. Right. So I went down from my Air Berlin budget of 30 million euros, which wasn't even very amazing, down to 300k a year, and now start promoting a product with that. So that was my first challenge. <laughs> That's a big challenge. How did you overcome that challenge? Uh, what were... uh, we're still in the process of doing so. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, what I always say is that good products sell, right? So we were working a lot on our product. We have a wonderful net promoter score, which I'm really proud okay, of. Yeah. That's around 60. Whoa. So we rely a lot on word of mouth, obviously. But as you know, as a former CEO too, Word of mouth is nothing that you can really, yeah, influence the way yeah, you would love to. Yeah, you don't know how it will evolve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you yeah. just need to put your hopes on it, and that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. So we put a lot of effort into classical PR, to because when we founded the company, no one knew what the microbiome is, no one knew about DNA testing in Germany, yeah. and we needed to put that topic on journalists' agenda. And I still remember when that big national German newspaper, the Spiegel, mentioned us. I was crying because I was so happy and so thankful for yeah. them mentioning us. Wow, yeah. And that gave us a huge push. But classical PR is not important for us anymore. So when it comes to efficiently putting your budgets, it's all digital. So what we basically did was SEO, SEA, paid social media, And that's what we're doing, trying to really nail it down to where our audience sits. Right. That's exactly what you should do in marketing, but it's not always easy. No. But then if you do the effort and you have like these opportunities to be featured in their Spiegel, that can be moments that are really important for your business, for your company. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, you're all in new things, uh, digital, uh, innovative things. We are here at Web Summit. Mm -hmm. I said it in my previous podcast episode, talking to my guests, that this edition of Web Summit, there is a lot of talk about Web3. Mm -hmm. So, uh, comparing to last year, I see a lot of difference. I'm talking to a lot of people about this. Is Web3 or Web3 marketing? I'm not sure, but is that something that would also be useful for you? Oh, I believe so. Absolutely. Not now, but the opportunities are amazing from different kind of perspectives. So first of all, my biggest hope is the decentralization because if you ask me for challenges, one of our biggest challenge was or still is our dependency on platforms such as Google and Facebook. To be very open... The older Google algorithm love what we are doing. We are healthcare, right? Right. So they consider us being in a medical field. And as you know, they are very particular about medicine, medical content, and financial content. So SEO really lifted us up. The first two years of our business, it was going up, going up, yeah. going up. Incredible. And we put a lot of effort into SEO. And it really worked until last year's medical update. 
Google didn't like us anymore. We crashed down. We relaunched our page. Months and months, the team was working day and night and weekends to do again what Google would love us to do, and we still couldn't recover at all. So now we are really, we see a dip in our B2C business, plus the war, to be honest, kicked in pretty much also for us because there's this kind of demand shock. German people are so worried about the energy crisis. They just stop spending money for anything else than food and, of course, luxury. But we are not yet considered luxury, so yeah. <laughs> that's a bit difficult. So what I really hope for is that decentralization that Web3 can bring us, right? So if you talk about Web1 was I can read and I can access websites. Right. There's nothing else I could do. Web2... I could participate, I could go in a forum, I could upload my own content, we're still in that phase. And Web3 now is about ownership. It is. I own my own data. So from a user perspective, what my big hopes are that that user behavior is decentralized from all that platforms. And on the other hand, that my reach is also decentralized from all those platforms. So, for example, if I'm an affiliate and I have a website and what happened to my company, Biomes, what happened to me as an affiliate, yeah. I would lose all my reach. That wouldn't happen to me if I have it on blockchain. It's my reach and I can take it everywhere. Exactly. And yeah. that's so exciting. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about these dependencies, I as a fractional CMO and before I was helping out, uh, mapping out most of the time tech scale-ups, but I've also helped solopreneurs. And then if they have, one of my clients did a lot with Google Ads and it really worked well for him. Mm -hmm. It was like all of his clients came to, but I said to him already in the beginning, don't, we, we need to find also other channels. Other channels, the, yeah. And now what happens is website gets hacked all the time. So oh. what happens? So Google stops the ads all of the time. Oh my God. Another client, Facebook, uh, was on Facebook, we did some ads and uh, it was actually an insurance company and they had like an insurance for bad weather conditions for farmers. And at that moment in Belgium, there were a lot of storms and it was actually the right moment to talk about it. So we made a mm -hmm. video like a farmer explaining why uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's such an impact and they should care about the weather conditions and, and these storms. And, and so uh, we made a testimonial. The guy was explaining everything and then we promoted it and Facebook said account suspended. Not the ad, the account. Oh my God. And I, I just said, but why? There is nothing. Uh, so I, I appealed. But they uh -huh. said, no, our decision is final. And there you are. So Exactly. It, so those are just two examples of how you can be dependent. And another thing is about, for instance, for you, for any business, if you have like testimonials of reviews from people talking about your brand, mm -hmm. if you have them everywhere, then it's you want to have them somewhere. Exactly. So yeah, yeah you want to have them central. So I see a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. in web trees. You yourself, because you're already talking a bit about that. Are you yourself considering us um, already somewhat bit knowledgeable about the space? Or are you learning and how are you learning about it? I'm still learning about it, definitely. And some other opportunity I see in there, because we are not the medical field, but in the yeah. healthcare field. But we might enter the medical field in the future. And in Web3, I really see amazing opportunities of 
bringing the right specialists together with the right patients and, for example, using our tests, having your digital results, connecting you with your digital companion and, you know, having that kind of knowledge always accessible for you in, like, the metaverse. You don't right. need to go to your uh, doctor anymore. In my opinion, you you can go to a digital physician or a digital nutritionist, a digital right. therapist. Your data is there on your wallet, even your DNA data. And that's another very interesting opportunity of the blockchain for my business because at some point you could own your genomic data on blockchain. You could decide what you do with that data. Right. You'd be the one storing it. And you could be the one donating it for research projects or whatsoever. It's like, I really love that idea because if I might cite one research project we're currently yeah. working on, because it's so exciting, like we analyze poo, right? <laughs> I said it's a gut microbiome <laughs> test. So currently we're helping people to find out how the bacteria improve, can improve their sleep, their immune system, obviously their digestion. But with all this data, we already derive research projects, of course, with the data that clients allow us to do, and 80% of our clients do so, because they understand this is citizen scientists. And we already work on an algorithm that can detect early stage diabetes, Whoa, and yeah. diabetes type 2 you can actually stop if you detect it at an early stage. And coming back to blockchain, when everyone is the owner of their own genomic data, not only that they understand their health holistically better and can connect to their specialists from around the world within a second in the metaverse, they could also donate their data to very meaningful research projects. Wouldn't that be amazing? That, that, that would, yeah, that would really be amazing. And I see yeah. it goes you know, the future will be there. It's now, we are now in the, in the beginning of all yes. these, these, these changes that will be coming our way. If, you know, if we are 100 years later, people will look back at that moment. Oh, what was they talk, now we talk about Web3, but at the moment it was like, yeah, okay, yeah. that was perhaps the real internet. You know, we, we never yes. know how, how this will evolve. And but, you know that our German chancellor, just a few, that our former German chancellor, Angela, just a few years back, she was like, oh, that internet thing is new for us all. And whole of Germany was laughing about her. Yeah. And I always think, you know, there are people now out there saying like Web3 uh, is not going to come. When did that ever happen that something that was technological-wise already there didn't come? Yeah. I mean, it's just a question of time. It is. Like, you know, when uh, the mobile phones came on the market, it was like, why should I need that? No, exactly. everyone has it. Like the social media accounts. Why exactly. should I be on Facebook or whatever? It's like everything Absolutely. is changing. The thing is, should be more like user friendly for people. They should mm -hmm. trust and they should understand it better. Like these technical terms in Web3 and also for their, like their digital, say, data about their health. It should be easy, accessible, and they should not be stressed to lose access to their own data. Yes. That's also something they need to make Absolutely. more easy. Okay, it's more secure Web3. It should be easy to access the data, actually, and to manage it and to keep it private and to share things that you want to share yes. when it is needed and not, like you said, being dependent mm -hmm. on some platform that can, like, okay, they can suspend your account, but it can also... 
stop or steadily mm-hmm. uh, like for instance for LinkedIn which I'm also using for my business mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not using any more business cards I have LinkedIn but you should be aware that if LinkedIn one day is not there anymore <laughs> everything is everything is gone, is gone. Yeah. That Absolutely. sometimes when there is like a hitch that LinkedIn doesn't work or Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp, it's like, whoa, I cannot work anymore. So, yeah. Absolutely. And you also touched base on another interesting topic, which is the usability. And I think that is what's still lacking, right? I mean, we already have metaverses like Decentraland, for example, but there's just a couple of 100 users using it per month. So I think the most interesting development will be the user friendliness and the use cases. And we'll see which company, you know, can be ahead of time. I mean, Facebook is investing incredible, or Meta, sorry, incredible amounts of money. But if you ask me, it's just a question of the usability. Who gets the right app into the right place? But it might still take couple of years, maybe even a decade of time. What do you think? Yeah, I think it will take some time and it will be like in steps. You know, we, yes. we are, we, there is, there are evolutions going on already to make things more easy. For instance, when it comes to digital identity, mm-hmm. I have uh, another lady I, I spoke to here at Web Summit is Sandy Carter, who is the CEO of co-founder of Unstoppable Domains. So mm-hmm. I have mine. Yuri.nft domain. So cool. So yeah. So instead of having to give my wallet to someone and they, and you are not sure, is is this really Yuri or is this, is just numbers? Uh So I can give like my, (laughs) my unstoppable domain. So yeah, that's one of the things that we will see, uh, making things easy. Of course, it's not yet perfect. So it's not that accepted everywhere, but it is the first step. It was so great to talk to you. Same. Thank you so much for that opportunity. Kristen, if people want to connect with you or they want to visit your site or know more about you, where would you like to send them? All of them, please, on our website, World. Okay. And if they want to connect with me, they'll find my contact there. But please, let's all look, have a look at World first. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, be sure to listen to Carefully, it's, it's biomes.world. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, here we are. Thanks so much, Christine. Thanks And a lot. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And if you think that friends or people around you, entrepreneurs or people interested in health or in, in Web3 and so on, If you know those people, yeah, be sure to talk about this podcast, about this episode. And of course, I would like to see you back for the next podcast episode. Bye. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you on web3.net. The link is also in the podcast description. And also be sure to check out our NFTs on cmo-stories.uncut. .fm. And of course, if you like to be connected with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Just find me with my username, Yuri Belast. And of course, I hope to see you back for the next podcast episode. Take care.